This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A hell of a couple of games for the Bulls. And if we thought they were going to go one and one against the Thunder and the Warriors, I don't think it would have happened the way we expected because they picked up a double digit win over the Warriors with Vucevic putting up 43 and 13 and a bad, bad loss to OKC. However, I'm very happy for my Bucknell guy, Mike Muscala. Actually, when you think about this team, should it surprise us? Not this really, really does yeah. kind of play to their MO all year of losing to a bad team and beating a good team. It's it's that game was 124 to 110, and it didn't feel that close. The the Bulls right now, we should also say, are 20 and 24. They're tied for 10th in the East with the Toronto Raptors. Now, my experience of watching the Bulls and the Thunder was a strange one because I was watching on my phone on the NBC Sports Chicago My Team's app while sitting at the Kohl Center watching the Wisconsin men's hockey team get boat raced by the U.S. A bunch of kids that are younger than I am. <laughs> by the men's U18. I don't know what the, I don't know how many teams they have. I don't U- I was, like men's or- USA U18 men's team something like that something whatever they were really good oh my god were they good and and wisconsin is a proud prominent hockey program and tony granado is coaching them and man did they get killed but i was watching the bulls game so my reactions to the bulls game were not syncing up with what was going on exactly in the hockey game and everyone thought you were a madman i was getting some strange looks because i kept i kept saying oh Oh, like it, it wasn't even the, the puck wasn't even in play in the hockey game. And they're moaning and groaning. And I'm, and I'm doing my, my usual. Would somebody box out one time? The stuff that Josh Giddy was doing, going through everybody. He's getting really good. He is really good. He is. People don't really talk about him, but he's his game is similar to LaMelo Ball. He's not quite the same. He's averaging 16, 8, and 6 while shooting 48% from the field this season. What is he shooting from three? Let me check that. Because we have, if, we I have remember, a research guy, but if I remember field, correctly. Three-point field goal percentage is 34. And if I remember correctly, he's started working with shooting coach Chip Englund 
who I've I've known from minor league basketball from way back. He went to Duke back in the day before it was cool. And he's a really close friend of Steve Kerr's. And Chip has made a, a name for himself as a shooting coach, sort of a, just a professional shot doctor for NBA three-point guys. And Giddy already has the stuff you cannot teach. He already yeah. has instinct and awareness. And you can tell he's a pro. Yeah, there's a little, and with his passing, there's a little bit of Luca in him. Uh, Luca's a little bit advanced, and he's more than a, a little. Top, I, I would say top three player in the NBA right now. He's he's been on a tear. I, I think he's that good. I think he's up there with Giannis and Jokic. I think that's my top three right now. But Giddy is doing some of that, and. It seems like every single year there's some international guy that comes out of Europe, Australia, and anybody, and then they just they just start doing all this stuff that we've never seen before. And it they're t- kind of the Europeans and the international guys are really taking over the NBA. When when three of the top five are international players, that, that's that's pretty cool to see. I don't know if that's ever been done before. But they're really taking over the game, and Giddy is no exception. The stats that jump out for me in this game are Zach Levine's one of eight shooting from three-point range. Io DeSumo's 0 for 5 turn from the field, along with three turnovers and four fouls to go, to go along with just two assists and no steals. He was terrible. And keep your eye once again on Kobe White who was 7 of 15, 4 of 9 from 3, 19 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists off the bench. Wait, 19 points? Say that again? 19, 6, and 6. In 32 minutes. He he can play. Yep. And I'm worried that the Bulls have more of a commitment to Io than Kobe. I don't know if it's because this regime drafted Io and they didn't draft Kobe. I don't know if it's because of defensive liability with Kobe white. Cause we know I was a very responsible defender for the most part. But if, if I need to keep one of those two, I, I would keep Kobe 10 times out of 10, just be, just because of what he can do with the ball in his hands. And even without it, he's a great catch and shoot player. And Io did have a couple of threes against the Warriors, but it, it it just seems like Kobe recently has been consistently producing for them. And this team needs offense. This team needs a spark. They need threes, and Kobe White is a big source of that. I think to, to close out the information on Josh Giddy, by the way, Rick Kemp tells us that Giddy's is shooting – Giddy's shooting 40.6% from three since the start of December. Since December 1st, he is in the 50-40-90 club. Over 50% from the floor, over 40% from three, and 91% from the line. Averaging 17.6, eight and a half rebounds, and six assists since December 1st. Those are good numbers. Oh, man, yeah. That's like, oh. He'll probably be in the Rising Stars game, but if, if he keeps putting up those numbers and and maybe even more in years to come. I, I don't see why he wouldn't be an all-star. 
is he doesn't get much recognition around across, I would say across basketball fans just because he's an OKC and they're, I wouldn't say they're fully rebuilding right now because they do have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who we really haven't mentioned yet. And he's a pretty good basketball player to say the least, but Giddy is doing something in OKC that I feel like we're, it's going to be louder in a couple of years. We're, we're going to know about it. We're going to hear about it. And it could be dangerous for some teams in the Western Conference. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So they drop that one and we're feeling like garbage. And then we think, oh boy, here come the Golden State Warriors. And now this is just going to be a bloodbath. And I'll be without DeRozan, both, both games. I will say this though. If you just looked at the final score and said, oh, the Bulls won by 14 and look how big they were up early. It did not indicate how close this game really yeah, this was. Second and third quarter. Second... I would say start of the second quarter to middle of the third, it was dead even for a lot of it. And it it wasn't really until the fourth quarter where the Bulls really pulled away in a meaningful in a meaningful aspect where it just seemed like they couldn't miss Vuc- obviously I I don't know what got into Vucevic that night, but or that afternoon, but he he was on one and he had, he tied his career high, which he put up against the bulls. I remember that game. That was the year they traded for him. It was the first year, of the Acme regime. And he put up 43 and it was like, he was the second player to put up some wild stat line in magic history with tied with Shaq. And we were just like, Ugh, this guy. And it seemed like he couldn't miss every single time he played the bulls. Then he came to Chicago. We thought we'd get that. We haven't really gotten that, but I mean, last the other night or the other day, we we saw a glimpse of that Orlando Magic Vucevic that we haven't seen in a while. And his comments. I want to get to his comments in a moment because what he you've been talking about that for you know the past forty eight hours. It mattered what he said. I I know, but you you couldn't stop talking about it. Well, that's what I do for a living, and and you're you're talking about the Bulls too for a for a avocation. I I just think that this is this has been a season of subtweeting from a a lot of the comments that are made. Go ahead. Yeah, I pointed out early how when the the Zach and Billy drama was happening, I pointed out how passive aggressive everyone was seeming, and Vucevic has continued that trend. He said, 
I was just getting to my spots. I was able to move to my spots. I was able to get shots in the flow of the offense. And then he talked about being, uh, you know, finishing a deep roll with a hard seal, finishing off uh, the with with uh, moving toward the pocket, receiving the pocket pass as he kind of flattens out toward the short corner, and then being able to get into rhythm with that top of the key three. He hit five of his ten threes, and you have a tell for when he shoots his threes? Because I don't know how you do it, but you have a you're way saying of saying I have a tell? Yeah, you, when we watch yeah. you, I don't know what you're w- looking for, but usually you say that's going in, and every time you say it's going in, it does. I look at his feet. Sometimes if if, if he jumps backward on any shot, it never goes in, unless it's like a, a fadeaway. A fadeaway, sometimes it goes in, but if it's a standstill and it seems like he drifts back, he's going to miss it. It's when I his feet are moving forward, but also at the basket. When his feet are square and moving forward, that's when I think the ball is going to go in. I don't know. I never pay attention to his to his uh, to his wrist or his hand. The only thing I look at are his feet, and if his toes are square, and if he moves forward with his body, I think. When he does both of those things, I always say it's going to go in, and I'm right. I would say over 50% of the time. Oh, I would say way more than that. Just, just, it might be observational bias, but I do think you're right more often than that. So when he says that, though, he's obviously talking about DeMar. He has to be, because we know the offense has to pause when DeMar has the ball and needs to do his thing. He's, he's not the flow disruptor. He's the flow disruptor, like two E's. Like he's the Ohio the, State University? Yeah, he's the flow disruptor. Yeah, it's it's, and I understand it. And it's not necessarily to say that he's bad at his job. It's just no, he, the way he's got to work. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's who DeMar is. And that's n- nothing against him. He's a great scorer, and we've known that. It's just he does disrupt the flow and it it's clear when you hear that from Vooch and it's clear when you watch that game, you, even then it seemed like Zach Levine was hitting, hitting some shots and Kobe white at 15 off the bench. Derek, I think every starter had at least 10 and Derek Jones played pretty well. So yeah, that's true. Levine had 27, Io 12. He played much better in a bounce-back game. Vooch, the aforementioned, 43. Patrick, had 10, Patrick Williams right? had 10. Yeah. Caruso had 12 points, 9 boards, 7 assists, 2 steals. Against the Warriors, Steve Kerr again probably said, we'd love to have you like he did in that first game. And they might have him. And Kobe White, once again, he hit both his threes. He was 6 of 7 from the floor, 15 points, 3 really boards. Two threes? two steals in 25 minutes. The numbers that, that he only took two threes. Hold on. He only, yeah. Yeah. I had him as two for two. I, I shoot more. The, the, I, I have him take five. What jumps off the page here for me, Draymond was horrible. Draymond green in 32 minutes was a minus 24. He scored eight points. And he did have seven assists, but he turned it over six times. They had 23 turnovers. Curry had eight turnovers. Curry was only was three of 10 from three. He, he scored only 20 points. He turned it over eight times. Draymond Green turned it over six times. Jordan Poole had four turnovers, 23 total turnovers for the game. And the Bulls only turned it over 10. Everything else was relatively equal. The uh, Bulls hit 15 threes. 
And the Warriors were 21 of 51, so they can't complain about their three-point shooting. And Say, you know, Clay Thompson with eight of them. Yeah. Say what you want about Draymond. His podcast, his podcast numbers are probably great. Everybody <laughs> listens to that podcast. Um, I would I don't know. I don't think you know who he is. I mentioned him, but there's a YouTuber by the name of Flight Reacts, and he's a huge Warriors fan. And um, so I watched that. The key reacts to the highlights on YouTube. I watched that video. Wait, his name is Flight Reacts, or his name that's is his Flight. YouTube. Flight Reacts is his YouTube channel. It's a react. Okay. He reacts to things. His YouTube. It, his YouTube name is Flight. He he saw the stats after the game after the uh, highlights, and he's the first thing he said was Draymond with the triple single. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. And he, he always has these nicknames for guys. Speaking of which, he calls uh, Anthony Lamb Lamb Chops, which I I don't know. Every single time he shoots the ball, he just screams Lamb Chops. He's good. he's really good. He's good. He's really good. Yeah. And I'm and I'm pissed that I burned a really good showdown. Yeah, you got me on when, one when, too. But it's, I, I got it's you. Not, it didn't it's, count. It's unofficial. It didn't count because you didn't know that Anthony Lamb went to Vermont. Because well, now I you? do. Now I the, do. I'm never going to forget that now. Yeah. That's the issue because I don't forget things like that, but I forget how to do math. So, yeah. Are they the catamounts? Is that right? I think. It's, no idea. You I just know well, they made guys. the turn. I'm not not really with small schools except the Patriot League. Well, you better I, know the Patriot. I better know. Yeah, Patriot League's pretty awesome. But as far as you know, I mean, you have you haven't. Be, I mean, I know okay. you were, no, you're interested no, in pa- six of the ten schools, but. Yeah, that that's not very many, but but yeah, the Patriots Patriot League is really sick. Um, back back to the topic. Anthony Lamb was really good. I, I liked his game. He had twelve in the first half. I think he ended with fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. He he can make shots, and he's a good defender. And he he actually you know came up through shots? the G League. And you know who else makes shots? Dante Divincenzo. Yes. No, he's one of those guys. I've been saying this for two years that I've always liked him. He's one of these. Kevin Herter, not that good. Kevin, I, I I feel like I say it every episode where I compare some guy to Kevin Herter, and then I just say not that good because Kevin Herter's been great. Uh, either the Bogdanoviches, he's a shot maker. He's a he's a shot maker wing. Yeah, that's what he's he's really good. He's really good. Just a bench three point dude. So they they caught him on a good night. What college? What college? Ooh. You should know that. DiVincenzo. Oh, I do know Villanova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nice. They have all those guys with like the the multi the polysyllabic Italian names. I remember because Archie Archie Diacono and DiVincenzo are both Villanova. I mean, it's Philly, so like, but they're not from Philly, are they? I don't know, both but it seems, like, it seems like everybody in Philly's name would be Dante DiVincenzo and Ryan Archidiacono. That there's a reason why those guys were extremely popular in the, the certain Philly community. It's it wouldn't surprise me one bit. 